I read rats at some point. I have not read this. Yeah, I've still got all the rats books. Oh, nice. There's uh, four altogether. Wow. Are they in volumes like Rats Volume 1? They're leather bound. (laughs) (laughs) So there's Rats, uh, Lair, uh, Domain, the novels, the the text novels, and then he did a graphic novel. Did they do any movies after they did Bend, then they did Willard? Did they well, do any the, after that? There was, an, there was one based on rats called Deadly Eyes. Oh, okay. Which I've not seen, I've not heard anything good about. Did the, <laughs> and then there's an Italian one called Rats Night of Terror, I think, which mm. I wouldn't recommend because they're like torching actual rats. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of having rats around, but don't set them on fire. But it's got a classic final shot. <laughs> Twist ending is just ridiculous. Yep, there it is. The rats. I was just trying yeah. to think of like what would be another name after Ben and then Willard. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, Chuck. Chucky. Yeah. Rupert. I think that's been done. Rupert, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's intro this thing. Ooh, the cats. The farm. The yeah. <laughs> Satan's pets. So uh, we're recording now. Night Shriek. Yeah. Hey listeners. We're going to talk about some books, eventually. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talk about a horror movie, or several horror movies, and uh, it's it's the original cast of hosts that you expect. I'm Richard, I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about Shin Godzilla today. Um, I'm not going to have any recently watched at all, because life's been that way for the past week. Uh, hopefully you guys have watched some things. I know, Will, you've been in New Mexico. Where they don't allow watching of things. <laughs> they they don't have that technology there. No, not yet. It's strictly literary. On, yep. the, on the drive over here, we had a, a, a good concept that we should trademark. But Yeah, uh, an excellent TV series. Yeah, a TV series called Blair Witched. I like it. Yeah. What, what was the one guy's name that ended up staring in the corner? Darren. Darren. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be Darren in our in our scenario. But uh, who were the characters in Blair Witch? They were so richly drawn. I'm <laughs> sure I'll be able to think of their names. Probably Joe was or James. Heather. There was Heather. And Jacob. And Biff or Caleb or something. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So one of them marries the Blair meets the Blair Dylan. Witch. Dylan. Sure. Was there a Dylan involved? <laughs> there should have been a Dylan if there wasn't. And, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So uh, while they're out tr- trying to make a documentary and getting uh, uh, harassed and, and uh, perhaps killed by the Blair Witch, one of them falls in love with her, marries her, moves mm-hmm. her to the suburbs. Her mother-in-law disapproves. Do we ever see her in the TV series or do we just like... Endora? No, no, no. Do we ever see the Blair Witch in, in Blair Witched? Oh, um... Now, would the Blair Witch be... The wife or the mother-in-law? Oh, that's a good question. That makes more sense if it's Endora. Yeah. Then you could have Samantha be daughter of the Blair Witch, and then the mother-in-law's the Blair Witch, and you never see her. You right. just hear babies crying from the other room and creepy noises. Yeah. And you find those stick people around. I like that. Okay. That works. Blair Witched. Blair Witched. We sent it to ourselves in a letter. So don't try and steal our idea. It's already done. It's postmarked. It's 
postmark. We'll be opening this in uh, court. So thank you to the Moonrays for giving us the song at the beginning of the show, Intro Creature Features. If you want to say hi to them, say hi to them on Facebook where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. And if you want to buy their music digitally, buy it on iTunes or Amazon. And uh, aside from that's that's a really only housekeeping that we have to do until someone sponsors us. We should do. Yeah. I don't know. Get a sponsor, patrons, somebody. Should we try to do a Patreon thing? I was thinking maybe. Because, you know, it's And all... then we could offer a, a bonus episode devoted entirely to Orson Welles' stories told by Jolian. Oh, man. I would love that. It only has to be, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe 10 minutes long and you tell some great Orson Welles story. Yeah. Well, you know... Um... Uh, our friend Joey at, at Superior Printing said he would listen to a whole podcast just about uh, the, the genius and the monstrosity that was Orson Welles. Exactly. So We'll have to track down a copy of The Witching and do an episode about that. All right. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to always do horror movies. We can just do well, that's it. That's an Orson Welles horror movie. It's yeah. a horror movie. Well, sure. Yeah. But I guess, I guess what I'm saying is we can do whatever we want because... <laughs> Uh, oh, oh yeah, we're not professional critics, and no one pays us to do this. Not and, yet, anyway. Yeah, and if someone starts to, maybe we'll take some responsibility. But otherwise, I will do homework. We're doing as we please. For money. I, I, I'm, uh, we could go really old school with uh, with a patron and, and just write to royalty. Yeah, because there's more of them all the time. They're like breeding. They are. Oh, do you yeah. think we could write whoever? Yeah, recently I'm, I'm, married. I'm sure the. Harry and Megan, do you think they're yeah, up for sure they're sponsoring a podcast mm-hmm. about horror movies hosted by three friends? Yeah. You know, we have a better chance of getting the rest of the cast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer than we do the Royals. Could we write them? Have you tried? Uh, yeah, we don't know. Maybe the Royals are into podcasts. To be honest, I haven't. <laughs> the you Queen know? and her little dog sit around listening to Serial and... Uh, Shockwaves and yeah. uh, Werewolf Ambulance mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, well, Shit Town isn't that one? Yeah, I think that was a limited one. That was like just a one, one and you know one season and done. Uh, fascinating, by the way. I, I did listen to that one. Um, yeah, you know. So what I was thinking about with this whole thing, uh, every celebrity guest I've approached or attempted to approach, we've gotten except for Danny Trejo which I just wasn't able to reach. He's fast. He's like 73 he's, years old and he's still he's, fast. He's he quick. outran you. I mean, <laughs> and when he took off over that fence, he was it was amazing. It was like a spider monkey. It was about a year ago when I tried to uh tried to get through to his manager uh to hopefully interview him at Phoenix Comic-Con. He would have been right next to he was right next to the Green Power Ranger, which was what the would-be shooter was coming in to do was to kill the Green Power Ranger which was at the end of our aisle. So I would have gotten to watch Danny Trejo vault over his table and choke this dude out. Maybe. That's what I picture would happen. Yeah, just open his jacket and he have his machete. How about if he was signing one for like a person who was allowed to bring it in before the government? Oh yeah, that'd be so exciting to get a machete with actual blood on it. Oh yeah. Sign. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to do a quick switcheroo. It's like, no, this is the one for evidence. This, yeah. this one over here isn't the one. Yeah. So that would that would be pretty cool. Uh, what have you watched since last time, Will? You went to New Mexico. 
I put um, up a pool, so... I didn't, I didn't watch anything in New Mexico. I did finish The Americans when I came back. Uh-huh. Um, the series is over. Right. I'm not going to spoil it, but they all die in the end. <laughs> okay. It was pretty bloody. Got um, it. It just fades to black, and there's no explanation. No, no, but there was a, a long break where they went to black, and it felt like a Sopranos for a second, even though it was like only maybe half an episode. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, they won't even give you a whole episode, just 30 minutes, and they're done, just in the middle of a scene, just Damn. fade to black. You're like, oh, okay, that's it. But uh, It's over. Wow, a lot of blood. Wow. Um, and then I watched um, a uh, <clears throat> couple of bad movies, <clears throat> riff tracks. Uh, I watched Dark Future. What's that oh, one? Excuse me. It's by Graydon Clark, who's a terrible, terrible film director who films in a lot of warehouses, dark alleyways, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it starred no one, and it <laughs> was kind of Westworld-esque, but from, I think, 1996 or so. Oh. Uh, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, we watched uh, The House on Sorority Row. The which... original from the 80s? Yeah, from 1981 or whenever it came oh, out. Lordy. Um, How's it hold up? I had watched it like two years ago Oh, for Halloween, I think. Okay. So I watched it because it was the Rift Tracks. Uh, it it has was, a head in the toilet, doesn't it? It does have a head in the toilet. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was a Cure album, by the way. The head, head in the toilet? Uh-huh. It was. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a pub. <laughs> I think they named it after the pub, okay. or maybe it's the other way around. It's 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 a uh, it's a rival pub from the Stammering Dork. Yes. Um, uh, and then we watched. Uh, oh, anyway, House on Sorority Road. Okay. I watched it, and it was so memorable watching it again. It was like mm, I vaguely remember what's going to happen. I vaguely remember seeing this scene before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there, there's your review. Barely memorable. Um, so and then I watched. They have they have their own Mrs. Garrett, don't they? Yes, and she is the killer. Oh. Maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. She's kindly have you otherwise. Seen this one? You've all seen. Oh this? yeah. She's a kindly woman otherwise, but then turns out to be a killer. No, she's perhaps. a nutcase and a real bitch. Oh okay. And uh, they decide to pull a prank on her, and it goes wrong. Oh, that's right. Uh, they pull a really smart prank involving mm-hmm. a loaded gun because yeah. that's how pranks went in the eighties. Yeah, loaded guns. Loaded guns. Uh, then I watched the last Star War. Um, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to refer to it as. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. It needed an editor though. It was two mm. and a half hours long. It needed to be have thirty minutes of that just lopped right off. You start to, yeah, definitely start to lose me after two hours. Yeah, every scene could have been half as long, and it would have been a better paced film. There are movies that are so good that you don't notice how long they are. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's the mark of a really good movie. Um, oh, there was one. I did watch something. What the Greed? hell was it? Was it the 10-hour version yeah. of Greed? No. Was it? Did it have Sorority Row in the title? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it didn't. No, it was a current. It was a current movie, uh, and it was a. It was a, a like a pay per view or whatever you call it now. The Last Star War. No, it wasn't that one. 
I watched something. I'll think of it while Jolie is talking, okay. and then I'll tell you afterward. Well, I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll mention I finished reading Paperbacks from Hell, mm-hmm. The Twisted History of 70s and 80s Horror Fiction by Grady Hendrix. And uh, this was funny. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, an amusing writer. It's not He's funny, but he's not snarky. Yeah. You know, he, he loves this stuff. And, oh, good. Uh, uh, he has interesting things to say here and there. And, and there's lots of cool old uh, paperback covers. To mm-hmm. look at. Looks awesome. Yeah, and, and this is an American book, but um, you know, I, I remember going into bookshops when I was a kid, and you just have the horror section. I don't know if they still have those anymore. Yes. Well, but, I mean, but, they uh, don't have bookshops yeah, anymore. You'd but... have like rows, and there's just like every kind of creature you could think of oh, yeah. was attacking mankind, and uh, it was kind of like a update of those, you know, man's adventure magazines. Yeah, sort um, of. And then you'd have, you'd have covers that were like a whole bunch of covers with skulls or skeletons on them, and uh, those are always fun to look at. Various, you know, relatives of Satan. So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun thing, and uh, you know, I wish uh, a lot of these books were accessible because uh, you know I, I remember reading a lot of these. Uh, they tended to be quite thin books just over 100 pages usually and yeah so uh yeah i could sit there with them propped on my knees and just read them during a school day and uh, oh nice <laughs> and not do any school work yeah I mean, if, if possible she's so uh you know I'd... why would i be doing school work yeah. when i can read about killer slugs yeah it's like <laughs> double chemistry and what, what am i going to do with this yeah um Whereas I need to know what happens when the uh, yeah, giant when... cockroaches invade. <laughs> when slugs attack, you know, you need to know this stuff. Well, if I run into a demon, I'm going to need to know this stuff. But chemistry, probably not. So Unless you're going to be a chemist. You know, yeah. And do a proper adult job, which uh, I was never going to do. But uh, anyway, uh, that was a book. And I watched uh, three movies. All right. Um, I watched what turned out to be an amnesia double bill, starting with uh, The Clay Pigeon, 1949 film noir. Have you seen that one? No, I don't believe so. This is the film noir where a World War II veteran wakes up in hospital with no memory. This one? What, what Just this one, yeah. That <laughs> was that one time they tried that story? Yeah, but this is like a... a I mean, it, it's just over 60 minutes long. Um, Perfect. Directed by Richard Fleischer. Son of, son of Max. Oh, okay. Richard Fleischer did The Narrow Margin, which is just oh, yeah. a classic. Um, and, uh, and then later on he did like things like uh, Fantastic Voyage. And... Mm, yeah. Uh, this one's got Bill Williams and Barbara Hale, who are a real-life married couple. And uh, he's, the, uh, he's the amnesia victim. And uh, uh, he, he went on to a career doing... Um, he was in like stuff like The Giant Spider Invasion. <laughs> Oh, okay. He started out his career. He has. He's like. He's not billed, but he was in uh, the original King Kong. Oh, oh, as Kong. <laughs> well, I know he wasn't as far as I know. <laughs> uh, he, he plays a, an usher in the cinema. Oh, okay. Um, and it's got Richard Liu in it, who is this uh, Chinese American actor who played lots of villainous Japanese. Oh, okay. And he continues to do it here. He plays this uh, character named Ken Tokiyama. He used to be this cruel guard oh. at, at a POW camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so the Bill Williams character recognizes him when he goes to Chinatown. And, 
uh, sees him running around and then there's this whole people are suddenly out to get him and he's and he's been accused of you know various crimes and so he's got to prove his innocence and so on and oh. um and Richard Quine is in it who later directed uh, Well Book and Candle oh okay this is when he's still an actor but yeah yeah check it out it's good all right solid uh, film Clay Pigeon mm-hmm. yeah you've not seen that one no okay me neither um and then I saw uh uh Ek Atma uh, which means uh, one spirit, I think, in Hindi. Uh, this is a 2000 film. It looks, it's hard to tell where this came from. <laughs> Could have been from the 70s, but uh, but then this like CG kicks in. Anyway, um, this was also known as the Ghost in Love, and uh, you've got this like cursed village. It is, it's not so much a horror movie as a as an angry goddess movie. Mm. Uh, which is like a, a popular subgenre. Yeah, you tick off Devi for some reason, and bad things happen to good people, and then she eventually gets angry enough and steps out and smites the villains. Uh, so you've got this this guy investigating this uh, cursed village and uh, and trying to prove the innocence of this woman who's been accused of various things, and uh, <laughs> in the, and then there's the, the ghost of his what he he. He turns out he has amnesia because about a third of the way through, the ghost of his first wife turns up and he, he's forgotten that he's married before. Oh. Uh, so she starts causing trouble and twisting her head around and firing lightning from her eyes and turning into this like Terminator 2 style blob and wow. chasing him around. And, uh, Women, right? And then yeah. uh, he, uh, he gets, so he gets accused of a crime and slung in jail by this guy who's after his wife and and uh he he like literally busts out of jail and and chops psyches the entire police force at the station and runs to save his wife but then the uh the, the ghost woman wraps him up in a tree and uh, and then it's time for the goddess to manifest and and kicks him back hmm. um yeah very entertaining um and then i saw uh red sparrow oh okay yeah how is that jennifer lawrence directed by francis Lawrence, I think. Yeah, Francis Lawrence. No relation as far as I know. Uh, it's got Charlotte Rampling in it and Jeremy Irons. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and it's got a really nice score by James Newton Howard. And, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't that keen on it. Uh, it's, it looks really nice and she's always good. Oh, it's got a good cast in it, but it kind of falls in between. It's not an action thing, so it's got, kind of got the same backstory as uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Where she's a ballet student who's trained to be the super spy mm. uh, another original story idea yeah and uh, but it, and she has amnesia so <laughs> yeah doesn't have the uh, doesn't have any action scenes there's scenes where people drive fast and, but uh, doesn't go for that but um, uh, most of the action is her seducing various people oh okay um, and then but it's not realistic enough to be a good like uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy mm-hmm. style Cold War thriller. Um, well, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's what I watched. I remembered what I watched. Yeah. It was pretty significant, actually. <laughs> Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected it to be more of, like, here's the civilization that's that's sort of shielded, sort of sheltered, but then they have to venture into, like, the cities, the modern world. Mm. And it was actually not that at all. 
that's kind of what I had gathered from what little I knew about it. And uh, I was very pleased with what it actually was. And since it's not what we're discussing, I won't spoil what it actually is that that the Black Panther uh, uh, civilization is up to, whatever they're called. The, the, the kingdom of Wakanda. Wakanda. That's I couldn't yeah. think of it. Anyway, uh, I was going to say Mama Waldi, but that's Blackula. So, you know. That, that no, would, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was great. I liked it. Um, yeah. v- visually stunning. The mm-hmm. fight sequences were amazing. Uh, you could tell there was a lot of training went into those and a lot of choreography went into those fight scenes. Um, I'd recommend that to pretty much anybody who likes action, adventure. Horror fans would enjoy it. You know, even though there's no horror to it at all, I think it pretty much it's entertainment for the whole fam damily. Yeah. So, um, I was hoping that they'd go for the whole thing with Claw. Uh, they might do in the future. They're just holding back for the next movie. They go full on, yeah. like, like he looked in the comics. He's mm, great. Yeah. Yeah, they can, they can evolve things <clears throat> in the next yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, Will wasn't here for my uh, brief discussion of having watched uh, Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah, it's Which on I, uh, Shudder. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a lot of years. I keep thinking of watching it, but three hours. Well, here's the thing. I watched an hour of it, and then I watched another hour of it, and then another and hour. And then you fill it, just went ahead and watched the last hour. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, three installments. Uh, well, when it went out in the UK, it was like over two consecutive nights. Yeah, that's, that's how it that's was. A good way to do it here yeah, yeah it was uh two night i think it's when they 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 open up the grave yeah that was this one they it, cut yeah and, then, and there's like this big shock thing and then uh, that was the end of part one and, yeah. you, and you could drive a truck through the gaps where the commercials are going to go <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i mean it's real obvious like it'll even be like a different camera angle they'll mm-hmm. they'll be in mid-scream and then fades out and then they come back screaming from a different camera angle or whatever and um the thing I really wanted to uh, talk about in this movie was the fact that the Jeep door, there's got to be a drinking game for that damn Jeep door doesn't close. And now that I've told you, I noticed it. I don't know how far into the movie, but now that I've told you, when you do watch the thing, uh-huh. uh, if you want to make just a little hatch mark every time uh, David Soul slams the door and it bounces back open and then he pushes it shut again and it either closes or doesn't. And he either walks away and gives up on closing it or goes and huh. carefully closes okay. it happens to the passenger door too uh apparently that model of jeep you pretty much had to go up and manually kind of click that door handle into place yeah it's, it's pretty funny to watch like he comes screaming up to the curb and this one scene jumps out whips the door shut ba-bam swings back open oh man but it looks great mm-hmm. uh well acted uh you know well written for as far as the, like the screenplay for tv or teleplay whatever they call it uh it was pretty uh, pretty intriguing, so I thought it held up really well, and I don't remember, I know that there's a good, re- well, I know that there's a remake, Yeah. and uh, I don't know how good it is. Uh-oh. No? I talked about it. Yeah, he I, I'm sure you did, because Rucker Hauer was in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's one where you can see the boom mic at the end. Oh. TNT, or. And they didn't bother to fix PBS it. PBS, or. Yeah, for some reason I sent a screener. Yeah. yeah. Watched it that way. Yeah, it came out in like 2000 something something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought it in, but. Yeah, you weren't selling it very hard. Is that what it... yeah. yeah. 
I watched uh, a new series on Amazon called uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. How know, is the that? Movie? Yeah. Watch the movie. <laughs> just, just watch the movie. Just watch movie. the movie. They basically have taken it and drawn it out over 10 episodes, which hmm. is it's a great movie. It's totally you've unnecessary. you've not seen it, it's totally unnecessary. I believe they're... I don't think they're actually going to reveal anything. It's just I think it's just going to be all dragged out for, drug out for, you know, ten hours instead of an hour and a half or whatever the movie is. Yeah. Dumb. Let's talk about Shin Godzilla. Okay. So, Julian, uh, you suggested this one originally, or you you're the one who came up with the the Blu-ray uh, I, I with brought, the movie brought in because I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. And somehow it was suggested that's the one we should talk about. Uh, I watched it today. Um, the The style of this thing is really cool. I, I'm going to throw that out there first. There's almost a Guy Ritchie thing going on in some scenes. There's some real kind of uh, the, the action of how things are laid out and pointed at and the way the camera kind of racks around kind of just reminded me of... of uh, that Guy Ritchie vibe. Yeah, the directors are both in, uh, they both came up through animation. Oh, that makes even more sense. They weren't afraid to have a quiet uh, shot of something either, mm-hmm. which was kind of amazing for a Godzilla movie because usually, like, once the monster's on the loose, it's chaos. So the look of this thing uh, was great. But uh, if you want to kind of talk about um, what you know of the makers of this, if you are familiar. Uh, well, the directors are uh, one of them is Hideaki Anno, okay, who is uh, he's famous for Neon Genesis okay, Evangelion, yeah. and he was also uh, animator on uh, uh, Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind, oh, and uh, Macross, and uh, yeah, he's he's done a lot. He's he was mostly known for animation, and okay. then he just got he he has he has problems with depression, and he just got frustrated and depressed about you know. Being mucked about with what he could do on TV animation, oh. okay, especially with uh, Evangelion, he he, um, he he wanted to express his depression through the characters and mm-hmm. really go in inside their heads, and it it just got too weird for the mm. station. And they, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I have to watch that sometime. Yeah, it's really good, and and you can uh, a lot of the the people who worked on that. Well, I don't know about a lot, but. Several of the people who worked on that series worked on Shin Godzilla, so the the soundtrack and oh okay yeah various behind the scenes people, but um yeah and you, you recognise that kind of style of uh, of uh, these massive inhuman creatures like wrecking the city, but uh, you know total disregard for human life. It's just, it's just yeah. irrelevant to them. Is yeah. Um, um, and and they 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 act like gods, you know. It's uh, I think Dana Gould not like any recognizable creatures. Uh, likened it to the the tidal wave in yeah. Japan mm-hmm. and the Fukushima disaster. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, they they they're very deliberate about that. Um, so like the the Fukushima nuclear disaster and the Tohoku earthquake. Yeah, they happened on uh, March eleventh. So for short, it's called three eleven. Oh, okay. And uh, the Godzilla in this movie, in the film, appears 
on uh, 11-3. Ah, okay, yeah, November 3rd. Which is also the date that the original Godzilla film was released. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Was it 56? 54. 54. The American version came out in 56. Yeah, it took us that long to cut Raymond Burr into it. Yeah. (laughs) So, there you go. So yeah, why I, did they replace Godzilla with Raymond Burr? He wasn't even he was, fat then. <laughs> he, was, he was much more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, when they did Mecha Raymond Burr, and he was yeah. called Ironsides in this Ironsides. country. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like those jokes write themselves, man. <laughs> they do. Uh, and then the other directors, uh, Shinji Higuchi, uh, he he did uh, he he did um, storyboards and and uh, animation, and he was the uh, he did assistant effects on Godzilla in '84, and uh, and he also has gone on to direct live action films. So he did the remake of uh, Japan Sinks, which is oh okay, don't uh, know that one. The original the original the the original novel is uh, uh, Nippon Jinbotsu. Okay, came out in '73, and then it was re-edited with Lawn Green stuck into it and from Bonanza in America as Tidal Wave. Oh. Uh, and it was also a, a really popular TV series in Japan. Uh, and I just read, I just happened to have read the, the novel. Um, so that, that's, a, that's about where, like, because of tectonic activity, <coughs> on, on, obviously Japan just, like, over the course of, you know, a couple of years just sinks. Disappears and <laughs> blow the waves. And, uh, and so, you know, they have to save what population they can put them in other countries and there's all the complications of that but it's just ah. so, you know, so many horrendous disasters happen so Raymond Burr then Lauren Green hmm. you know the pattern here is bushy eyebrows <laughs> so I kind of think that we need to look at what American actors today have bushy eyebrows and we can put them in Shin Godzilla yeah cut them right into the movie mm. okay yeah yeah that's an excellent idea. Yeah. Well, the only one I can think of is, uh, uh, what's his face, but he's Irish. Uh, oh, God, I can't think of his name. The one who's in, in Bruges. Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. He's got he's got the perfect eyebrows for being cut into Shin Godzilla, but he's not American. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he's a citizen, but, but he's definitely Irish. So what are you going to do? It's, it's a new world. It's, it's, a, it's a new era of cutting in... Uh, white actors into Japanese Godzilla movies. Films. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Shinji Higuchi also directed uh, the Attack on Titan films. Oh, oh yeah. the, they showed the preview the... at the beginning of this Blu-ray. Mm. That looks stunning. Have you seen those? No. Oh, well, check them out. People mention it's it, and I picture nothing. Or... Yeah, the ones that, they're pretty gory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And they're based on an anime. Uh, it's a long-running manga. And yeah. Okay. And it's about giant Video people. Video game. Yeah. Do they come out of the sea? Uh, this is this is where uh, giants have arisen and and basically taken over the earth. So normal-sized humans have to shelter inside cities, and then the the cities have this uh, like concentric ring structure. So the poorest people on the outer ring oh. having to defend the walls. Yeah. So. Are, are we the, talked about it on an episode. Yep, yep. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I lose track. And I listened to all of it twice, at least. Yeah. <laughs> at least. Once while we record it, once while I edit, and then I usually listen back for a quality check to be like, did I miss anything? Total lack of quality check. Yes. Uh, and the 
the two leads in Shin Godzilla were both in Attack on Titan as well. Oh. Like uh, Hiroki Hasegawa and Tomi Ishiharu. Um, and the Hiroki Hasegawa character is the, the, the young politician who's, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's the more, we've got to get things done. And Yeah. We, we uh, Gene and I watched this and uh, I described it as West Wing meets Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. So it's very Aaron Sorkin-y, fast talking, lots of political machinations. Yes. And then you have Godzilla on top of it. Right. It's very much a satire of uh, the the terrible inaction of the Japanese government after uh-huh. the Fukushima disaster. Fukushima. And uh, his character is uh, Rando Yaguchi, uh, and he's based on this uh, uh, the plant manager of Fukushima, who's uh, oh. Masao Yoshida, who um, he uh, opened up the valves of the seawater to cool things off. Oh, okay. And then the uh, the government said, uh, shut them down. Ah. For, uh, and he, he refused and just kept them going and, and cooled things off enough. It could have been so much worse. Uh, and they, you know, and then later that night they decided that he should switch them back on again. He, he already had. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he, he got, he was, he was like told off. Uh, mm doing the right thing which often happens bureaucracy you know there's always somebody who thinks they know better yeah as we see in the movie one politician's day was ruined because his noodles got soggy soggy right right while he was being debriefed there's always people just you know in the face of disaster just maneuvering for promotion and yeah not taking responsibility yeah Not, not in this country we would never yeah. see that here. And the one guy's like, oh, I took the right weekend off or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up later in the movie. Uh, this film was excellent, yeah. by the way. You know, the the, the part of this that really uh, made me wonder about you guys was the, toward the beginning of it, when they first really show the monster, and he's wriggling around on nubs and has mm. like a big goofy looking eye mm-hmm. and i was thinking oh you guys this monster doesn't even look good mm-hmm. oh he was fantastic i love that monster well i had no idea he I was evolving i've never seen yeah. anything yeah. like that yeah. on the big screen yeah he was still in his pupa stage or something when we saw yeah. him yeah so i thought oh man this looks like crap <laughs> and then of course he ended up looking great mm-hmm. like you know half an hour later yeah yeah really good monster design yeah. and they they held they held pretty true to the original Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went a little wacky with how long the tail was. Uh, He's the tallest in live-action film. Yeah. yeah, what was he, like 500 feet tall in this? Yeah, and they, they wanted to make him scary again like the original one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they were successful. I think they made... I would have been surprised if you told me you're going to make a Godzilla movie that was different mm-hmm. enough that... It had that sort of sense of wonder again that you're mm. watching these big monsters and it, not just watching it because you like to see a guy in a rubber suit stomp on models. Right. I mean, there were a couple shots that you clearly they use models and you're like, yes, that's fantastic. But I think the whole thing felt, I don't know, like I was watching Godzilla for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. Uh, 
yet again, uh, just, you know, familiar Godzilla. Nobody in the movie was familiar with Godzilla. There was no snarkiness or anything about, you know, oh, we're in a Godzilla movie or anything. Mm, Right. You know, they played it straight and it really worked. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, they weren't afraid to have, you know, a lot of stillness to this. And and, uh, they gave you a sense of... uh, suspense and anticipation with yeah. like you're seeing like a whole city shut down and standing still or people trying to evacuate but they can't move and a lot of the stuff that's just not chaos and it totally worked yeah and then when things did finally break loose then it was really bananas mm. which i enjoyed so, yeah he destroyed so many buildings yeah and someone else has pointed this out probably matt frank um but uh like when he he lets loose, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of scary. It's like oh. yeah, it's like a. At the same time, it was the, sort of beautiful the way. Yeah, like the middle Godzilla films, you're kind of like you know enjoying the rampage and stuff, and this one it's like oh no. Yeah. Oh my God! What's happening now? Yeah. yeah like, and uh, yeah, the way his head splits open, sort of. Yeah. And, so did this make its way into your top five, Jolien? Oh, as yeah. far as your favorite Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. can you say for sure what positions it's at? Is it like number three? I don't know. I mean, the first one is definitely number one. Sure. Yeah, the one with Raymond Burr. <laughs> and I, then, I think that was that was well done. Um, no, it's not bad. Yeah, they, they did a pretty good job. You know, they didn't have much to work with, but they managed to yeah put things together. You know, edit them pretty well. Yeah, they knew how to and make a rubber suit. They did it again in 85. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got that all squared away, didn't they? Uh-huh. See, that's another good one. They did the uh, the American edit of that one I don't like as much. Um, just felt, some of it just gets snarky. Uh, but um, uh, the, the Japanese version of the 84 one is, is good, yeah. Yeah. That one's played pretty straight. Yeah, I've seen that one. Um, but but uh, I, I, I don't say, you know, playing it straight is the only way to go because I'd certainly enjoy the goofy ones. Oh, no, no, certainly not. No, uh, I just thought it was nice that this this movie so easily could have been just another sort of snarky take on yeah. it. And I don't think I would have been as entertained. It was definitely um, sincere. It wasn't a cash yeah. grab at all. So yeah. Have you watched the Gamera series from the 90s? I've seen the a couple trilogy. of those. So uh, Shinji or, Higuchi was I, the... It's like the first one at least. Oh, okay. Uh, they're really excellent. I love those. All right. Um, yeah, and they get pretty scary, especially the like uh, when when uh, like Gamera is this like uh, this guardian who's created to fight this other creature, mm-hmm. Gauss, uh, by these ancient Atlanteans. But he's he he happens to save people, but if defeating these other monsters means leveling a city and killing a lot of people in the process. He'll do it. Yeah, it's just yeah. part of the job, you know. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really recommend those if you like this one. Yeah, cool. Right. So, least favorite Godzilla movies. Uh, the Ferris Bueller one? Was that 2000? Godzilla 1998. Was that when it came out? Yeah, there's some really good scenes in that, like images in that one. Sure. Uh, but then so much, so much of it, and just cringing. <coughs> I went yeah. to see that three times. 
because uh, I hadn't seen a Godzilla movie on the big screen since Japan. Okay. And you know, well, that wasn't. It wouldn't have been that long previously. It'd be like mid nineties. For listeners who hadn't heard that episode, uh, you were sitting in the theater that gets stomped on in the movie. That's uh, Gamera Two. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so I was quite excited about this. This it had a good ad campaign for the oh, American one. Oh, it had one. gigantic ad campaign. And then uh, so I was quite excited about it. Went to see it at the biggest screen in town. Yeah, were you and, here in Denver? Uh, yeah, and uh, I was just what <laughs> what is it? I didn't know what to make of it. It just seemed. Is this really terrible? And then uh, uh, I went back to see it with someone else the second time. And you know, what did you think of that? Kind of... So that's the equivalent of like sniffing that carton of milk and going, oh, God. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. And, and, and waving your friend over. Hey, smell this. I went to see it a third time because I thought, oh, uh, there's not going to be another one of these for a while. And, you know, yeah. knowing what it's like going in, maybe I'll have a different opinion of it. But it's just. Wow. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, I. I already watched Jurassic Park. I wanted to see Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was my name takeaway. But, but they made a really bitchin' Slurpee cup holder. They did. <laughs> Remember that thing? Man, you get all that stuff really cheap, pretty fast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah look, it was in the it was in the thrift stores like immediately. Taco Bell was throwing away like crate loads of the stuff. Get it out of here! It's like, where's that place in the desert where they buried the ET video game? Can we dig a big hole next to it? <laughs> just bulldoze all this crap into it oh. so, yeah I'm um, well the first ones I saw I think the first one I saw was Ebera um, Ebera Terror of the Deep was the title I saw it under yeah uh, so that was the first one I saw I was very excited about that yeah seeing that you know as a kid that's that fun I still like that one yeah I don't remember the first Godzilla but I re- I watched but I remember going and seeing the Godzilla 1985 mm. in the theater yeah, and being very excited. But I know when I'd seen, I think I may have seen uh, Godzilla versus King Kong mm. first. And uh, I was disappointed by that one. I was, yeah, because I, I don't know, that one just, it looks so bad. Because <laughs> like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, they're just, they're just going to play it straight again and, and uh, it's going to be like a match of <laughs> yeah. titans and it's going to be an awesome monster movie and it, and it was a comedy yeah and it, was, it was, you know it's played as a comedy and it's a satire on consumerism and I was really kind of disappointed by that when I mentioned that one to Dana, to Dana Gould because you know he was in that uh, what was it Hail to the King movie mm. uh, that documentary about King Kong I mentioned that I don't really like the look of that King Kong, and he mm-hmm, said, no. "Oh, because it looks like a melting snowman." <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's the sculpt. He looks awful. Yeah, it's like they had it just right, and they put it in the sun, and then it drooped, and they just said yeah. mold it. But there's things I like about it, like Godzilla looks really good, and yeah, and once you know it's a comedy, it's quite enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, I saw this one, and you heard me mention the bottle cap shows. It used to be you would collect five Pepsi bottle caps or whatever brand it was, and they would just let you into the movies on a Saturday or Mm -hmm. Sunday. And it was always something like, you know, a Godzilla movie that came out five or 10 years ago and they got it for essentially free from what I could tell. It was just, you know, really beat up copy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember watching that as like a five or six year old going, King Kong doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I said. I remember watching on the TV and I had seen King Kong and just feeling, He's not. What's wrong with him? Right. He's too big. 
And he's weird. He's all melty. His face is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did you see the 2014 Godzilla? I have a copy of that. We've not watched it yet. Wait, that's so the you, one that. You didn't go to see it. The one you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen it, yes. What, what did you think of that one? Um, I remember liking it. I, I want to give it a rewatch. Uh, I just spent so much time looking for you running from <laughs> running from the nuclear. I'm in the first 10 minutes. so Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to be back. He's told, <laughs> no, where, I'm yeah. fried. Where is his close up? I'm done. <laughs> Never have any more babies. No, I, I, I remember liking it. Uh, I, I feel That's like. That's the one where Brian Cranston plays Godzilla, right? Yes. He's yes. been digitally inserted in. Yes. I seem to remember that the movie was. Longer than it needed to be for how much of it had nothing happening in it. Mm. That's what I remember. Seems to be the chief complaint I've read. Yeah. Although I I urge you not to go online and look at people's reviews for Shin Godzilla. Oh, people assholes about it? People do not like it. Why? A lot of people at least don't like it. It seems to be a real uh, divided audience there. Like People either love it or hate it. Wow. a lot of people are like, this is so slow and talky. And... <laughs> no, you're wrong. So did you notice that the trains were models at the end when they ran the trains into Godzilla and they were filled with explosives? Uh, That was one scene I noticed. Like, oh, they definitely used little models there if you watch it. it's. I expect that. So... Yeah, I, I like, I like oh, that. I like it. But I mean, I think they... I think a lot of it was CG enhanced, and I think they put yeah. that in there to kind of stand out more. Like, oh, look, we're using well, think, old uh, models. Godzilla itself is CG, but they yeah. use uh, motion capture with the uh, man-sized Nomura playing him. Oh, okay. And uh, but but then they'd have um, uh, they'd have actual miniature buildings, and then mm-hmm. they'd like uh, they'd have something representing Godzilla smash the actual buildings then oh okay and then they added that him, with yeah. cg yeah because i understand they tried to build godzilla but yeah, he they, didn't work yeah they weren't satisfied with yeah that. so well but. good for them to you know work around that then because i just i just felt like that scene in particular stood out as kind of an homage to the little models it was <clears> the <throat> only scene that really struck me as like oh the scale is way off on that like okay. they it's, it's very brief, and it, out of the whole movie, it was the only scene that seemed, at least to my eyes, like maybe a deliberate action on the part of the filmmakers. Like, well, we'll mm. put in some an actual rail model railroad. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, there was a there was a part where something went sliding across the street that I looked at, and I went, "Well, that's a model." I think it was part of one of the trains. Yeah. It goes right in the foreground. And and uh, I don't mind it when that happens. No, no, it's, I like it's, it. Miniatures I, are fine. I like that, you know, effect. I like that they put that there. If they did indeed on purpose put it, that little scene. Yeah. I think anybody who has complaints about models should try building one. Yes. <clears throat> then you'll have a whole new appreciation when, for something like that. When you're that. a kid, you can hold opposing ideas in your head at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I knew stuff like that in films was done with models yeah and i appreciated how well a model was made and how well it was integrated mm-hmm. but then it didn't take me out of a film no to, to know that it was fake. a model yeah, yeah yeah no you could still suspend your disbelief well enough to enjoy yeah the, yeah the, the scariness or the thrill of it mm-hmm. yeah same yeah. as opposed to say 
early 2000s CG effects that really stand yeah, out Yeah, but I'm, um, it reminded me of um, that Liam Neeson film, The Commuter, and they have this big train rack at the end, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's it looks like it's done with CG. Yeah. And there's, there's like a lack of uh, presence to CG that... Yes. It does take me out of it. It does. Yeah. It that's yeah, and that's why I brought it up. It's like uh one of the last Harry Potter movies, the very beginning they're like racing in a car down the street mm-hmm. and it's just uh Ronnie Cochran and Harry Potter sitting on like a green screen with a fake steering wheel. It might as well be like on a stage mm-hmm. and it's all this goofy stuff going on and it felt like none none of it was real mm. and i was just like nope that's it i'm done with this <laughs> serious that is i'm checking out here right how about when you were a kid and you would see old westerns and uh the inevitable you bar fight the channel <laughs> i would try but I, I didn't always have that choice uh the inevitable bar fight happens and somebody always whips a, a chair across the room or or right. crack somebody across the back with it and it just it's clearly balsa wood it breaks too easily and into too many pieces yeah and it's swung all funny like it doesn't have any real weight behind yeah, it. yeah that's what cg feels like to me only worse yes yes it tries too hard to be real in the same way that the chair doesn't try hard enough to be real it's like both things feel equally fake and yeah. take me out of a movie equally well so I don't want any balsa wood chairs, and I don't want any CG trains. So stop it. Would a, ba- a balsa wood train? That would work. <laughs> All right. A CG chair? Maybe. I Maybe. I don't know if I've ever seen one. Well, there's got to be a movie where someone throws a CG chair at somebody. I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there's... What's the craziest real-life thing you've ever seen where uh, something got wrecked, destroyed, or thrown and broken? Can you think of any good examples? Um, you ever seen like a like a bus accident or anything like that or yeah, a train derailment? I've been in car crashes. You've been in them? Mm-hmm. I've been in one minor fender bender that it kind of ruins the rest of your day. I saw a guy come off his bike. Mm. Oh, get struck in traffic? No, he, he, he skidded and came off his motorbike and ended up leaving... Scan samples of himself down the street. <coughs> oh, mm. oh man, that's why you should wear leather. Oh yeah, you got you know, use your knee pads. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw a poor girl trying to program her iPod riding her bicycle and mm. she turned and like I thought when she passed me, Oh, she's gonna take a spill and not five seconds later she took a nasty spill on the road. Oh. I've I've been the person who got thrown from their bike, but uh, that was just, you know, first person. But as far as something I was spectator to, there was a guy who uh, revved up his motorcycle at this uh, beach park uh, on a lake, and uh, he just took off going way too fast for the parking lot he was in and uh, didn't corner right to exit the parking lot and instead hit this... Uh, kind of barricade that was made out of about 10 inch diameter logs yeah so there were uprights that had logs across the top of them at about maybe i don't know uh chest level or waist level so from a motorcycle it was mid femur level and uh, i I knew this guy and he broke his femur Ooh. and that's not easy to do but Mm. i watched him hit the bike kind of stayed where it was and kind of 
clattered off to the side, but he went up and over this thing, Ooh. and it didn't look good. It, I mean, it, it was impressive, but... Uh, Since your point is these are points of reference for recognizing when it's done well in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So seeing this stuff in real life, it's kind of like... A, you see, yeah, I know when I saw Giant Monster for the first time, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't accept it. I was like, no. Oh, I saw... That doesn't look like a movie at all. Here's a good example of that. Um, I saw... I, I worked at a ski resort. Uh, nothing glamorous. I worked in the kitchen. Uh, at the lodge. But, was it uh, hard to cook and ski? It was, <laughs> since I can't ski and don't want to. Uh, I watched a moose come galloping up or down from the side of the road and go galloping down the middle of the road in front of the moving car I was in. I was catching a ride from a coworker. It was weird, because they can, they can bridge any Big, gap. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they're the size of a horse. A lot of people think a moose might be like a big deer. But uh, in the real world, it's, it's like a big, big deer. Yeah, it's like a super big deer or an average horse. Uh, and uh, this thing came galloping up from the side of the road and just galloped down the middle of the road in front of the moving car and then took off the other side of the road. And something like that, if you wanted to put that in a movie, it wouldn't look real as CG. Have you, have you seen a lot of dead deer in movies recently? You they, know, they've obviously worked out a CG deer and then they've got these brilliant uh, animatronic dead deers or suffering animals. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, there's been a whole run of movies in the last couple of years where they hit a deer near the start of the movie. Well, Train to Busan had a dead deer. Get Out had a dead deer. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I've noticed I, I've that. Seen, I've seen four or five in yeah. the last couple of years. So do you think there's like a like a prop rental house that's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. The, the, they worked exactly. out a really realistic yeah. dying deer. And uh, yeah, it turns up in all these movies. They're like, uh, you know, that stuff that you're talking about, that's pretty expensive. But you know what we got on special right near? The suffering dying deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, all yeah. right. Hey, we got a Memorial Day sale. Now, it's, <laughs> I know it's not Memorial Day weekend anymore, but we kind of extend it through all of June. But for you? Yeah. Oh, and if you need to buy a mattress, totally still on sale too. Oh man. Dead suffering deer rentals. Dead suffering deer rentals. <laughs> no deers are actually dead or suffering. <laughs> right. So uh yeah. We I... just get a dog and we staple some antlers on its head. <laughs> Work for the Grinch. <laughs> uh voiced by Boris Karloff. So, you know. Uh yeah, so we're we're a little off course with Godzilla. So Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Um, uh, if look, he comes at your car, you probably won't believe it. Right. It won't look real. Yeah. If if he rides his motorcycle <laughs> yeah. into those barricades, your, your car will probably come off worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that was good about the Ferris Bueller uh, Godzilla movie was when uh, uh, Jean Reno is, uh, I think, is he driving is, or is they drive a taxi at the end? Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to get away from Godzilla's yeah. foot stomping on them. It looks pretty hilarious. That's visually pretty comedic. Every time you say Ferris Bueller's Godzilla, I think that there was some scene with Godzilla <laughs> and Ferris Bueller, mm. and I'm not remembering it. You know, you just replace uh, Principal Rooney with, with Godzilla. Okay, now I'm it's picturing a per- it's a perfect Raymond movie. Burr playing Principal Rooney. Um, yeah, that would work too. Yeah. Yeah, Principal Rooney, like imagine that that he's, you know, 75 feet, 200 feet tall, and big scaly monster, and Ferris Bueller's trying to avoid him. Yeah. It works. Well, better than Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Yeah, that maybe doesn't hold up on a rewatch. I don't know. Don't watch it. Yeah. And you said this about Highlander, but I'm going to rewatch it oh, anyway. Oh, don't watch Highlander. I beg you people, if you have any sort of fond memories of Highlander. Just hang on to it and don't ruin them. Other than like the big bad guy at the end who's still kind of cool. The Kurgan. Yeah, the rest of it is, and even that. Is... <laughs> Just cut together all the Kurgan scenes. Yeah, and then throw that all in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Along with Ferris Bueller. Actually, Godzilla 1998. Actually, I'm Egyptian. <sighs> yeah. My favorite line from the movie. Uh, why? We're here to talk about Shin why did they? <laughs> why did they cast a Frenchman <laughs> as a Scots Highlander? <laughs> and Sean Connery is an Egyptian. Who's, who's And the Kurgan is a dwarf. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Next time, we'll, we'll be talking about <laughs> Highlander. Shin Godzilla, next time. So have you watched, uh, like, since that came out, they've, they've started the anime trilogy. So Godzilla of Godzilla one? No, I've heard it's monsters. good. Sort of? Yeah, I mean, it's on Netflix. It yeah, it's free. Well, I mean, it's Netflix. Netflix. It's covered. The second one should be out pretty soon. Yeah, but, uh, somebody on, I don't even own a television, recommended it. Mm-hmm. So, they've taken over the planet. Yeah, it's like in the in the far futures, the, the the monsters have taken over Earth, and and the Earth people have fled in giant colony ships, and they've gone in search of uh, other places. Oh, okay. They can inhabit, and then uh, the ship uh, gives up. It's gone so long without finding somewhere, and goes back to Earth to see if Godzilla's given up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. everything is a utopia. Wouldn't that be different? Yeah, he's just hanging out with his buddies. Uh huh. Everything runs great. Trains are on time. Everybody's fed. (laughs) Work if you want it. Uh, It's not as as fun as like the the live action Godzilla's, as it were, because you don't get that that surreal juxtaposition of mundane and something completely bizarre and impossible. Uh, You know, if it's all animated, it's. You just don't get that yeah. same visual thrill, but um, they're quite. You know, it's, it's definitely a radical change, and uh, uh, there's not that much action in it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep watching those. And then the next uh, live action Godzilla is next year. Is that going to be part of the um, the the? This Kong? is the. It's the, part the, of the, the Mummy the, series. <laughs> I think what they're doing is the the legendary uh, trilogy. So next one is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Okay. And then in 2020 is uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. So that, that'll that be the uh, the follow-up to the Kong that we just watched, Skull Island. Yeah. It's from the same studio. The same. Right, right. Legendary. Right. Yeah, so they, they're doing this whole universe of the monsters. Which is great. Uh, and then once they're done with that trilogy, then then Toho can do another live-action uh, yeah. Godzilla. Oh, cool. Well, this is going to be exciting then because mm-hmm. we're going to see you know the legendary stuff is going to look great i mean you know even if even if it's a little glossy or or um flashy for some people which it might be i don't know i i really enjoyed uh skull island yeah uh, i know you know some people might have been like mm, you know it's a peninsula yeah <laughs> skull peninsula just doesn't it's sound as cool <laughs> island yeah skull isthmus Isthmus. Can't even say that word anymore. Uh, so the inevitable question, duh, do you recommend this? 
No. Yeah, stay, stay home. Stay away. Yeah. No, it's totally worth it. Uh, people who don't like this, <clears throat> they're probably too dumb to be your friends. Don't listen to them. Well, Gene is not a <laughs> Gene is not usually a giant monster movie fan, and she really enjoyed this. So. Do you mean she's usually not a fan of giant monsters, or not a giant fan of monsters? A uh, fan of giant monsters. Okay. Not a fan of giant monsters. Okay. But this one... Not will... a giant fan of giant monsters. <laughs> okay. If you want to be really clear about yeah. it. Yeah. And Emily got this one too. Yeah. And I watched mine alone. Yeah, because so. she, she watched it with her iPad and she put it down. So... Oh. Well... Yeah. Paid wow. attention to the movie. <clears throat> yeah. That should be on the box. iPad down. Be. iPod yeah. down, yeah. yeah. iPad down. I at least I'm willing to give a movie in you know, a half an hour or whatever. Ninety minutes. Yeah. Undivided attention. Yeah, this one was uh it clocked in right at two hours, which is it was perfect. It, yeah. It didn't need to be shorter. Uh which is a complaint that I will have sometimes, you know. Of course yeah. if a movie goes into like two and a half hours and shouldn't be doing that then no no i recommend this i think it's it's a lot of fun even for people who aren't necessarily giant monster movie or giant monster fans or giant fans of monsters uh or giant fans of giant monsters you you can take it's obviously uh like a story about the actual disasters right yeah you can just take it as like a political satire yeah yeah so disaster movie yeah, the monster is a placeholder for whatever other disaster you want to talk about. Mm. Yeah. So, Gamera. Yeah. Godzilla stands in for Gamera. <laughs> it totally, <laughs> totally works. Which stands uh, in for the tsunami. Yeah. So, big recommends. Mm-hmm. Um, any ideas for our next show? Apart from Highlander. 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 One and two. Oh, God. Two? And three. Hey, look, you Spanish peacock, we're up here in space looking through a dome. I didn't make it past one. No? No. Oh, you're lucky. How many did they make? They made three that I know of. They may have made four. And then they made the TV series as well. Which they really should not have done. No. And I watched one and two, and two was pretty bad. And three, I heard the director's cut was all of 15 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here's all the stuff you need. There was a, a film review of one of the in Britain. We used to have two magazines: Radio Times and things, the TV Times. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so they tell you what was coming up in the week. And and uh, the the film review of the TV Times resigned when he had to review Highlander. He just he he just now he did this column in the magazine and said, uh, "I just don't understand films anymore. This makes no sense." Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and he he said, uh, "It's time for me to go." Because you I know, I felt it. the same way after rewatching Highlander that it was because I I mean I mentioned on the show we talked about it because it occurred to me that nobody talks about Highlander. It was one of those films that was really big at one point. I remember mm-hmm. everybody like, oh my God, Highlander, Highlander. Yeah. There can only be one or whatever. You can only eat one. Or... <laughs> Bet you can't eat just one. Right. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Right. <laughs> you Spanish peacock. <laughs> oh, oh lordy. It is so bad. I can't think about anything but Highlanders. Watch it. Go watch it. Find it. You know what? That I you know what? I own it. I own the DVD and I've never watched it. Oh my god. I mean I've watched the movie. I just haven't watched it in 15 on DVD. Years. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now I want to see it. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna be on my recently watched next week. Let's watch okay. Highlander. I'll, I'll rewatch it. Hey, okay, we could watch Highlander, but it has nothing. Well, it's got a lot of beheadings in it. It's got um, nothing to do with horror except watching Highlander. Do you want to do it? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Sounds good. So what do we? What do you guys want to do? I don't know. We'll decide on something. Night school is on Shadow. That's got a lot of beheadings in it. Okay. Night school. Mm-hmm. Night when, school. What, when's it from? It's a early eighties slasher. Oh, yeah. good. Let's do that. Rachel Ward's in it, I think. Rachel Ward. I know a girl that was named after her. Not what Ra- was her name? Rachel. <laughs> no, it was a uh, it, Jessica. No, it was a, a a daughter of of a former girlfriend. She named her daughter. Oh God, I don't think she told her though. I should probably edit this out. <laughs> She's probably not listening to the. This. There's a good chance that neither one of them are listening to this. A good chance. <laughs> There's a high possibility. Are you the, sure? That the guy who broke his leg on that thing at the beach park uh-huh. is listening to this? Wants a, a shout out? There's a better chance. Yeah. What up, Dale? Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's watch uh, Night School. Okay. Night that sounds school. like a good one. Mm. Ooh, I watched another, <laughs> I watched another film. I watched... Uh, a uh, horrible, horrible thing on Comet called Full Moon High School. Okay. From 1981. Uh-huh. It is... Uh, Full Moon High. Yeah, maybe it's... No, it's Full Moon it's High the School. Is Cohen one? No, Adam Arkin plays a werewolf in high school. Ooh. He plays football it, at the end. it written by Larry Cohen? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe it was. I believe it was. It was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It was like, is this a comedy? Right. What it's is so this? Super unfunny. Like, I couldn't stop watching because it was... It's like you could uh, watch I... every joke just launch and crash <laughs> immediately <laughs> on screen. Even the actors had this feeling that, like, yeah. other than Alan Arkin, who was really chewing the did, scenery. Did, did you notice uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Coombs playing the fireman? Oh, oh was it? Really? Yeah. I didn't notice it. Oh yes! Oh, bad movie, bad, bad, bad movie. Check it out. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I think we should do an episode where we maybe talk about vampire comedies, since there were so many. And I feel like uh, Once Bitten, Transylvania, Twilight, Six Five Thousand. Yeah, those fuckers. Uh, um, Dario Argento's Dracula. What's the one with Leslie? Dracula, Dead and Loving It. it Leslie, Dead and uh, Dead and Loving It. Didn't loving it. Yeah. There's yeah, love at first bite or whatever yeah. was a. That was the George uh, Romero. The, who's the tan George? George Kennedy. George. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's Lopez? that? Lopez. No. The the bronze <laughs> one. bit racist. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, we'll we'll bleep that so people wonder really what Will said. Uh, no, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the one who's always tanning himself. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, he's totally bronze uh, looking. I know the one you're talking about. There's some listeners screaming at us right now. George Hamilton. Hamilton. The third. Not George Kennedy. Not George Harrison. Or George Harrison. Uh, or George Washington. George of the Jungle. Or George Jefferson. No. Mm. Um, so yeah, we could maybe the next one after vampire comedies. Yeah, because you know what the my problem with them is, I they're assume not funny. I assume they're going to be unfunny and and moronic and. Uh, and I'm probably right, but I don't feel like I've seen very many of them. You're going for the 80s ones? Probably. There's that Eddie Murphy one. Uh, 
Brooklyn Vampire. That wasn't really a comedy, though, wasn't was it? it? I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't funny anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, Does it have to be funny? How to about be? the Fearless Vampire Killers? Oh, oh God. yeah. That one's not good. No. Is that supposed to be a comedy? Because I've yeah, never seen it. Yeah, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's, it's slow and unfunny. Uh, yeah, it's got Sharon Tate in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I watched good. it. Well, I, like, I like the ballroom scene. Yeah. There's a lot of great still photos of Sharon Tate from that movie. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll have to yeah. watch okay. that sometime. And I watched it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we could we could maybe each <laughs> pick one of these uh, vampire unfunny comedies for the episode after that. So if any listeners have suggestions <laughs> like, oh, here's one that's actually funny, you guys. It's like, yeah, okay, we'll take your suggestions. Only if you've rewatched it in the last two or three years. <laughs> Because man, Highlander was awesome. <laughs> uh, how about uh, what was that? Monster Squad. Does that count as a comedy? Uh, Does I that guess. count as a Dracula? It's a, dra- a vampire. It's a it's a Dracula. Is that a Dracula or a Frankenstein? <laughs> well, it gives me an excuse to watch uh, Carry On Screaming again. So. Yes. Okay. Which is probably a good place to wrap this up. Monsters um, are either Draculas or Frankenstein. Yeah. All right, listeners, thank you for listening and stay off the moors.